sitting here chilling. I don't know why I got this feeling. Took it to the head, now I'm sitting here chilling. You damn right, we the feelings. You damn right, we the feelings. The happy upfront part of the weed. Welcome to We the Villains Podcast. It's your boy Dak Gerbs here. As you see, he's getting the bong ready. I got some coffee. He's got coffee. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Our schedule um, a little different this last week, so and probably gonna hey. be a little different going forward too. So Tuesdays looks like we'll we won't be able to do Tuesdays, so we can maybe switch it to maybe a Monday or a Wednesday. Yeah, Monday, Wednesday. Yeah, schedule change, but you know where to find us right here on anchor.fm slash We The Villains and Spotify. Just search the We The Villains podcast. We up there. Um, I Something broke my heart, man, last night. All right, so yeah, hold on. All right, so just I just I want to paint this picture for everybody because <laughs> before we went on the air, Dak told me that something broke his heart. Last night, and I had to think about this. You know, I've been thinking long and hard. Last night, you know, Luca went down game two, uh, the Sasha thing, and all that happened a few days ago. But something broke Dak's heart last night, and I don't know what he's talking about. I'm gonna give you the floor while I load. I mean, you know, you probably like, like I said on on the pre talk that you know it's probably like, oh yeah, of course, one of those type situations, but. They removed Sasha Banks from the intro, <laughs> just like they did, just like they did with the Fiend. So it's it's out, like it's over. Like I, it, shit broke my heart, man. I I I didn't think this day would come, but I I don't think on the Sasha Banks in that she is returning anytime soon. And that broke my heart because I was like, damn it. Like, come on. Can can people just stop being petty on both sides and work shit out like adults? Because, I mean, the bloodline and RK Bro is showing you exactly how you make the tag team titles and those titles look good in a story. Um. Oops. So, you know, the funniest part for me about all this is when Sasha and Naomi got these women's tag team championships, that is the most important that those titles have felt in, uh, since Bailey and Sasha had them. So it was like, damn, they were really on to something. They, it felt important again. It was a big segment because the fans love Sasha. Yeah, man, and that, that that's a big that's a big loss. I'm a huge fan, and that's a big loss to me. That's just ah. Uh, uh. But if there's one thing that we know about WWE, is the still gonna be running. The wheels are gonna keep on well, turning. I hope everybody knows that right now with Sasha 
Banks not wrestling in the wrestling world and where it stands right now. Bianca Belair is the best in the game, number one of, of everything in the women's division, everywhere. She's the number one women's wrestler. Sasha's not wrestling right now, so I Bianca's really, there. I, I don't really – like, if, if we're talking full package, right? There, there, obviously, you know, people are have their own opinions, but if we're talking full package, we're talking character – the ability to the, to tell the story during the match, able to put on a good build for a feud. Yes, uh, Bianca Belair is top of the game, but only because she's holding the title right now. Because <laughs> if Becky Lynch was holding that title right now, you could make a case that she's the number one right now. Oh, Swag, Swag's right. gonna hate this, bro. He's on Swag's Swag, on Swag, vacation. Really. If he turns this shit on later, he's turning right, turning it right off and going back on vacation. He's gonna go right back on vacation because thank you for bringing that up. Because <clears throat> with with Sasha Banks out the picture right now, and Becky Lynch is is number two. Like that, that is the top two. It's Becky and and Bianca. And at any given time, they can go back and forth, just like it was with Sasha and Charlotte for me. But the Ronda feud just it dropped Charlotte like horrible, and and now we got all this bullshit going on with Sasha and Naomi. So it's like I I, I don't get I don't get it, man. I, I guess I guess it's a different time in life, but man, the people walking out over some dumb shit. But I yeah, get it. I, I, like it's hard. To, it, it, we talked about this on Wednesday. It, it, it's real hard to like say because I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's mixed There's reports. There's still so man. much mystery surrounding what happened. I, I don't... And then there's a part of me that wants it to like to believe that like, alright, all right, all right, what are y'all doing here? Because this, if this is to get attention on those tag titles, okay, I, I guess it's working. Um, but to me, it, it was just weird that like they just they didn't announce really the date of the next tournament. They just said future. I I think they have no clue when they're gonna do this. I I think it. I was gonna ask you this actually, so um, like, like or is I was gonna ask you, like, how long do you think in the future it's gonna be? Because me personally, I think it could be months. Months. I think it'll be it, months. This shit could not happen until the end of the year, possibly early next year. Like because there's no division. For that tag there's, there's, team, there's not enough tag teams. There's, there's really only two. Like you have to, you have to include the the NXT women. Like you have to. And then, then they don't even really. I mean, it to be a strong. I mean, it could be a strong division, but it's. I mean, one of the titles got to go. I, I just say this is the perfect way to retire these things. Get rid of them. It's okay. We got two women's main titles. That's all we need. 
we don't need this tag team division. I think that's what I would have done. That's what I would use this as. That's I think that's not what I would have done. And but, try to try to work out whatever personal stuff for the business reasons on the side, but it just just seems to me that, like I hey they're taking the stand, do your thing. It sucks. Cause I'm a fan of both. Huge fan of both. And it's a huge blow to the division. So that's that's where I'm disappointed at. And then I'm disappointed at the business side of it, like Come on, man, on both sides. Like, come on. Y'all can work some shit out. Y'all both y'all being petty on this side, on this shit to me. Well, so so the so apparently their uh contracts are up real soon too. So I think they might oh, just, just fucking ride this, this shit funny. on out to the end of the contract. This is a this is a war thing. This is a bidding war, isn't it? I I, 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 yeah, I, I just don't know where to go with it because, I, like I said, I don't know what happened in the back. I do know that I, I feel like it could have been handled differently. Look, to me, all of it makes sense of the walkout shit if the contracts are coming up soon. Then it all makes sense because this shit came down to a money issue somewhere. <laughs> Man, like, this is what I'm noticing in the wrestling industry because I think this is the first time in a long time the wrestling industry has gotten some money around it. Because now wrestlers are viewing the WWE and AEW like like the NBA and the NFL. I was just about like, to say it could just be a product of this new generation. Same way, it's it's no it's no loyalty anywhere. It's where the money resides. There is there is nothing like like I I I gotta start that like, you have to be. I start to understand that phrase that's going around is like it's it's more just fans of of a wrestler, not the products no no more. It's not it it's because you you can't. Man, this money stuff is is changing the wrestling business because there's a lot of money on both sides. Like there's money being thrown around on both sides. But my problem that I I see is it's the same thing I have with a Charlotte Flair is what 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 did what are you gonna use outside of there that's gonna build you? It's my thing. Because Sasha Banks, like I don't think she has any rights to that at all. I would think. I wouldn't think. Yeah, I, yeah, I just don't know. I, I think... But she's got a huge fan base, like a cult following. So Is she gonna... She can serious, go to... Serious, serious question. Do you think... Alright, so let's, 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 just, let's just say all this is you know, all is 100% legit. It doesn't seem like it's a work. I still am not ruling out anything. But no. it just it doesn't seem like it's a work. So let's let's just say that it, it's not and that all this really happened. The removing the be- intro killed do, me. Do, do you believe that do you believe that she's gonna wrestle again? Yeah. I think so. I mean 
Unless she's unless she's made the money and she's done. But she's probably burnt out again. Could be. I mean, you know, it's just like any time you've been at a job for a long time. You've been at that same place, you hear the same voices, the same people, and you get sick of that shit. So like, I, I get it. She might need her time off, but she she also has a is there's history here too because it's it's not like the first time that she's basically walked out or anything. She's and she's threatened to do it before. Hell, she even said so on Austin's podcast or Broken Skull Sessions. Um, <clears throat> so I I don't know. I just, whatever she needs to do for herself, I'm not I'm not holding anything against her. Um, I, I wish I wish I knew everything that happened. She's still probably the you know one of the best workers in the ring for women as far as uh, she's, being able to put over her opponent. She she's top five all time in the women, no question. And I, I where's hey, but but the 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 big problem that. Is crazy to me. It's just I don't I don't get the Naomi thing like that. Like I like I've said it on Wednesdays. Like that is just the. I and I did not think the Usos would have won the tag titles last night. <laughs> I didn't. I I kind of thought maybe that it would end in disqualification. I think it was. Uh, I think it was great the way that it did. End. If, and if we're gonna sift <clears throat> over to them. I think- I think we need to, um, because I, I think until I hear more stuff, I think everybody needs to like just we all need to let that shit go. It is what it is. So let's get the backstage stuff out of the way real quick, because some other. Th- all right, so if we if we go back to Wednesday, uh-huh. I'm 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 not I'm just I'm just putting this out there. I'm not uh-huh. saying anything. I'm just saying I'm just gonna. Repeat what I said on Wednesday's podcast. Oh, I got you. I got you. And and I'm not saying that this is the truth or anything. I'm just want everybody to know. I just want to repeat what I said on Wednesday's podcast. Wednesday, at, we're talking about this same Sasha Naomi situation. I said, now we watch in the next couple of days in the very near future, who's going to get quietly let go from the company. A day or two later, Stephanie McMahon abruptly steps down from all her duties and is taking a leave of absence from the company. And I'm just what I'm, it, it could what be coincidence on the timing because what Triple H is back now, so that? now that she's gonna go spend time with the family now, or I don't know. Is is she the? Is, do you think it's possible that Stephanie is the one taking the heat for what happened backstage? To me, it with this happening and what happened from Monday to Wednesday, and then with what happened hearing Stephanie taking leave his absence, and then Triple H getting back full time, which. We were just saying on Wednesday's episode, Triple H, if he was there backstage, this shit wouldn't have happened. 
Might not have, right? Because of his pull and because of how he will go to battle for Sasha Banks. Like, we've seen him go to bat for his NXT people, especially the women. And so, so I, I'm wondering if that's some kind of reactionary move because I said quietly. They're not going to come out and especially if Stephanie's the one taking the heat for this. They're not going to come out and shame Stephanie and be like, we're letting her go from all this. It's, it's Vince's daughter. We're going to no, say no, no, you're no, taking a leave of absence. Yeah, this is good PR. To be with family. And I'm not saying Stephanie had a goddamn thing to do with this. I'm just saying... I did say let's let's now watch and see who gets quietly let go. Next day, I'm just saying. Hey, and Stephanie is a big part of the women's division. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. I was like, well, as soon as it happened, that was my first thought. I was like, you know. I, I I remember saying it on the podcast, but in my mind, I never would have imagined that the news would have came out about Stephanie. That's not the name that I was anticipating. Like I said, this could yeah. all just be coincidental because now that uh, now that Hunter's back and he's and, and going to be full time again backstage, this would be a good opportunity now that triple you know that Stephanie can go home and be with the kids for a little while. Oh well. So like, like I get that timing. It's just it's 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 also very. I mean it it, it happened. <laughs> it happened on that timing. I can't help it. So like well, I, I gotta it, ask the question. It, me personally is like I just find it very interesting that within a few days, Triple H is already back full time. I mean, like instantly. Like because this dude. So was he, saw, I wonder if he was there Monday. I don't think he was there. I think I, he, I don't think he was either. I think he heard about this shit. <laughs> and said, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> and 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 look here. If Triple H is gonna get the D, Triple H is gonna get the right scoop. He's gonna get the scoop from Stephanie or her, himself or mm-hmm. Vince himself. And, like, to me, this just seems like an issue that I don't think this was an issue between Vince himself and the talent. I I think this it's always the people in between. It's always the people. And I'm, I'm really starting to lean towards, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we slowly... I don't think Laurinaitis is going to be there too much longer. Man, he's got he got bad rep. <laughs> he's getting a bad rep right now, man. But then they're then they're but they're making him look good in the PR. But they have to because he's in a yeah, high spot. So I, the other part of that report with Steph stepping down and taking a leave of absence was that apparently it's Nick Khan. Who would who's taking over her duties? This dude, but isn't is, this dude wants to own the company? If we're being real, oh, he's got an inside game, and it it definitely feels like that's the path that they're on. Would I be surprised that within the next ten years, Nick Khan 
owns WWE, I wouldn't be surprised. Or at the very least is running WWE as CEO. I, I, well, it should be public records, like, the way the internet works, like, what's he invested in? What's his percentages in the shares? Oh, that, yeah, that I couldn't tell you, but I just know that this dude but is, it also like, wonder up the ranks. It also makes me wonder, remember and back when, wonder. when Triple H, Vince, and Stephanie kind of sold a bunch of percentages at one time? Yeah. Makes you, and then how quickly this guy rose up. It just kind of makes you wonder almost did he buy some of those? Like, I mean, it, the fact that they lessened their stake may have raised the percentage of the shares that he holds. It, yeah. You know, so, like, so I, I, I don't the, know exactly. Would I be surprised? No. It just it just makes me wonder where this dude, this dude's got money already. Like, that's he's a con. But it, but Stephanie's role, as much as she's a part of the women's division, she's also chief brand officer in marketing. Yeah, you know, all that stuff. Every all of her duties, like all the freaking like five titles or whatever shit that she did and held. Apparently, Nick Khan's taken over now. And I think Nick Khan was doing a lot of the Triple H stuff for a while, so maybe Triple H's coming back <laughs> and shifting Khan. Yeah, like, maybe he's learning maybe... how to do everything, bro. This dude wants this company. And maybe he has a goal. I, I I don't I don't I don't see how like, I I I just I just think it's the truth. The only way he doesn't get this company is Vince McMahon doesn't die. Is how I feel right now. That's possible. Either that or Vince just like says he's done. Because I don't Vince McMahon doesn't strike me as the retirement type. Man, it just really makes me man. I look, I, I rather Vince have a say so, rather than him die holding his position. Honestly, have some because, kind of say so about the future of the company. Yeah, because man, I don't, I, I never trust people inheriting when they inherited something. The people yeah, that inherited that shit straight on away. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a different generation. It's all about money, you know? I but don't get like one of these what is it? What are these companies? Like what is it? Like six there's like six big corporations that kinda own everything. Oh uh, well. Essentially. Like isn't it like what what's the that owns Disney, or is it Disney is the parent company that owns everything underneath? I know Disney's have, have that's always been a long rumor that they're they'd like to buy WWE. Who owns NBC Universal? Ah, shit, who the fuck knows? Or is that, Viacom, or that, that yeah, because like it just feels like it. I don't know, man. This 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 whole situation is interesting, and but. If the big report, though, if these contracts are up soon, then a lot of this starts to make a lot more sense, too. In in the day and age that we're in. Yeah, we right. very well may have seen the last of Sasha Banks. I, I think we have. 
I think. Oh, wow. I mean, maybe she shows up as Mercedes, you know, somewhere else. If she goes to AW or something, I I, I don't know, but might have to pay attention. That's sad. Well, she definitely helped their division. Not when champion ASAP. Not when you got those fucking bullshit jokers coming out in the women division. People try to defend that. Jesus Christ. Let's talk about it real quick. Do we have to? Uh, just, just, just real quick. I was okay. So let me let me say this part first. I was very disappointed in the jokers. Now, mm-hmm. let me say this. Do I have? I don't have anything against. Let's call him Johnny Elite. You know, um, you know he's, you know he's been in this business for a long time. He's he's not a slouch in the ring by any stretch. He's always had he's had some interesting personalities over the years. Um, not what I expected from the Joker. And then the when it flashing Johnny Elite up top too didn't help because I know I did. I wouldn't be surprised if a big portion of the crowd thought for a second that that was going to be Johnny Gargano. Well, especially when the internet made it a speculation that the champ trolled everybody. Uh, did he? I, I didn't catch that. Well, he posted a pic with Gargano and Larray talking about hanging with a couple of jokers. Oh. <laughs> on the day of. And uh, that's good. Which that's good. almost makes me almost believe that at some point they – they could resign at any time with WWE if they wanted to. I think that's kind of how I've always leaned on the situation too. Like I can, I can see that. Um, but now the women's match main evented, so like the, I, that's what I was surprised. I was like, oh wow, they're doing the male Joker first. Saw that it was Johnny. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Britt Baker main evented. Is that I mean, match main event? I'm pretty sure that was the main. If it wasn't the main event, it was like, it was it was real late. I can't remember. Wednesday was like fucking four days ago now. I fucking suck. But oh my god! So like I, I'd already known that Johnny Elite was coming out, or had come out. So of course, you know, Swag's first thought is like, oh god, I hope that don't mean the other one's Ty of Valkyrie. <laughs> no, nah, she's an impact on her thing. Well, I mean, impact shows up a lot on AEW. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, like, all right. So, I was like, and then the fact that it went on late or last, I was like, okay, we might be getting something here. Like, who, who, who exactly about to come out? It was actually a little. I was, I was actually like, kind of, I want to say hype, but I was very intrigued to see who would, who was about to come out. And then this chick comes out singing on her little microphone. <laughs> Did you see the entrance? No, I didn't watch it. I saw who. Oh, they, bro, I, the in- you should have, bro. I don't think I moved until two minutes later until uh, the commercial it, break. This is the second time they've brought her around there. And once I saw that name floating around, didn't even bother to go check it out. Cause I saw that trash shit the first time. This 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 chick comes out singing on her little kitty microphone, singing some song. 
Dude, I had no, I, I, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, this shit, and I was like, man, this is like, WWE would have got put through a fucking blender if this would have happened on WWE programming. And I was just, like, astonished. I was just like, what the fuck am I watching? Now, I'd only ever seen this chick, Makiota, like, like, one other time. Um... So the, yeah, I, I kept watching though. After it came back, the match was happening, and I, I actually the match itself was was it was okay. It was good. It was it was fine. Um, I actually fucking like Maki Oda. Like from what I saw, the the <laughs> she's fucking off her fucking head. She's like you know she's bonkers like Oscar bonkers. Like I don't know what they put into water over there in Japan, but like these bitches crazy son. And I fucking got a kick out of her. She made me laugh a couple times with those wild face ex- facial expressions. I didn't love the attire, but it, and it worked out. Like the match itself was good, but the choice for the Jokers was very questionable. Ah, they were exactly what they were, Jokers. Jokers. But what? It, unfortunately, what? It, yeah, and that's and that's what I hated because. For the casual, like, I can't speak for the AEW faithful because they're going to watch and love everything they see because it's like, you know, you fall in love and you got that love blindness. Everything AEW does right now is, like, awesome because they're, like, newlyweds. Um, But the choice of Jokers almost made me not appreciate the matches. Thankfully, I was high as hell and in a good mood and happy. So I kept watching and didn't like, I didn't let the choice of the Jokers affect my viewing of the matches. And then I've seen, of course, I've seen Johnny Elite. You again, so I don't know who went out. Oh, it was you, of course, because your your volume's all the way down again. Someone trying to call you and shit. I don't get this shit. Let's uh, so let's uh, let's take a little quick commercial break, and see if we can and uh, and see if we can uh, get get everything back going. Thank you for listening to Weedville's podcast. Stay tuned; we will be right back. Test. Are we good now? Are we good now? We good now? Are we good? We're back. I said we'd be right back. Oh, we got the mics right now. Oh, because I, I, oh, I had to hold it together. I had I to hold it together. I, I, I felt the, I, I felt the, uh, the, the intensity coming <laughs> off that laugh, that little small shrug off laugh when I said we're gonna take a commercial break, and you're like, <laughs> I felt the, that- the intensity. Come through the microwave, the microwave, through the microphone, all the way through the airwaves and hit my ear. That spam risk phone call, whoever initiated that phone call. It's not, they're not, your whole day, your your whole day and weekend is fucked at that. (laughs) That's all we're going to leave at that. Just like AEW's world champion is fucked because. This dude's trash. Hangman's trash. Look, look at that. 
What's hold, that? On, hold on, hold on. I just want to stop for a second because look, look at Dak real quick. Dak's become a full. He's become a full on freaking host now because this dude came back, used his irritation as a segue into the first topic after the commercial break. I ain't even mad, bro. I feel good. So we'll see if I get this right. Takesh, the look at you. Yeah. Takeshka. That guy was very impressive. I didn't like the last ride and tombstone kickouts, but apparently that's big in Japan and everybody was like bashing the Americans online because of that. Well, hey, we can't watch that shit over here. All right. All right. What do you want? It's it's just if this dude was in the ring with the Undertaker, he would get tombstoned one, two, three, and that's the end of that. But anything else, anyway, besides that, I thought the last ride was done perfect, perfectly. By the way, it's a very nice one. Um, I, I was just impressed. I I like the I like the size. I mean, he he looked marketable. I don't know what his promo game is or anything like that. Just the in-ring ability. If if this is what we'll get more of from that DDT promotion, wrestlers like that, then okay. So uh, since you brought it up and I wasn't actually going to, do you know much about the DDT? I've seen good and bad from clips on the internet that people have sent to each other because the pro AEW have sent the good clips and the anti AEW have sent the bad clips. Is that the same one with the dude who wrestled the broom or some shit or the mop? Yes, that's Kenny Omega. One of them. I know he did that one time. But it's the same. Yeah, they, they do a lot of goofy shit. It's where I saw Makai Taha, that, the Joker for the women's. Where a dude pulled his, his tights down and sat on her face. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, yeah. <laughs> I'm from a different so, era. That shit's fucking hilarious. What does this dude just give? This dude just fucking pull off a cheesecake? Basically, but it was. I, I, I don't need to see that shit. I mean, I do. I mean, nah. I mean, there's there's times for seeing that type of shit, but it's not when you're watching. It's, it's, just, a lot of, it's, it's just a lot of goofiness, but there is some seriousness because Takeshita. Look at you, bro. Um, was well, very so impressive. I'm so proud. I, so, yeah, you, you're impressed by him. I'm impressed by you that you are nailing this dude's name. Hey, I'm I'm trying to be a a. Uh, a media podcast guy here. That's right. You spent years. You, you spent years perfecting Giannis Antetokounmpo, but woo boy, Dak's all about that. Kenosuke to catch the sun. He's all over that shit. Catch like the. You know. Ah. What I'm I, 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 <laughs> I just feel like he was very impressive to me, and if he were to make a full time AEW transition, I think it would work out perfectly. I, I think people would get behind him. He He's been fits around their for style. a few weeks now, so um, he fits their style, and I just think he translates a little more to the American style. I, I think he can, as I I text that to you, 
and you were talking about it. it was big praise for me because hey, normally I trash these guys. I know. But, I'd, I'd like to actually quote my favorite podcast host right now um, because I got a text from him that said that Takesta is the most impressed by he's been over any Japanese wrestler wrestling in the, in the States. At least on That's first true. glance. Uh, I forget, that wasn't verbatim. I can't remember exactly what you said. but I, Yeah. Just he's the best... He's the best Japan guy that I've seen in a long time. And yeah, um, and we've seen a few. Like, I mean, so if you put this in together, that means you were basically a little more impressed by him than the first time you saw Kenta over here. You know, as a day old Tommy. I mean, just when you look at this dude, he looks like he could have a presence, low key. Like, I mean, I thought he did right. very well, man. I think he'll do fine, too. I, I haven't. He almost watched... towered over. Uh, hangman, and he, he was, was built. tall, man. Like, I was that's like, one that's, thing that, that threw me. I was like, damn, it's just very rare. And it just that's why I said, like, I mean, if it, if it translates well on the American television and in these in the states, don't don't be surprised. WWE taking their long scope and you know, looking, but um, it all depends, but it all depends on the promo game for them. That's that's the bad. That's the only thing with foreigners in WWE. Like you got to have a promo game. If you don't, it's like you better be as good as Oscar. Well, shit, they got <laughs> WWE's former scout sitting over there at the commentary table. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I so yeah, I, I was very impressed with them. Um. And and I gotta say this too, just because he's in the match. This is uh, another week of of Hangman Page that I didn't hate. Um, the last few weeks, I feel like he stepped his game up a little bit, and I just want to make sure that I give him any kind of credit because I've been very hard on him on this show. So anytime I feel the need that I need to give him any credit, I feel like I need to do that. So I just all right, we can move on from there. It, but it it does seem like Hangman has been listening to the show. Just a tad bit, because his his demeanor has definitely changed a little bit that I that I have liked. Um, I did like the GTS, and I like the stare down. Yo, he fucking planted that GTS too, son. Um, I it, yeah, I just like the fact that the last week. Uh, see, I, I just like the fact that these last few weeks. They, they've made Hangman Page look believable. Yes. Maybe that's maybe that's Punk's doing, but I feel like this is a little more in the booking department. Like they've actually just kind of, I don't know. He's he's presented a lot better, more serious. I think he should have been doing. I think he's. Him. I think well, so um, I, I, we got to talk about this too because. It, it, Sometimes you're only as good as the feud you're in. It's like, I mean, you can make a lot happen and you can make a bad feud good, but maybe it was oh, just the, how, you know, that. he was in this long feud with Adam Cole. This <laughs> man said Adam Cole's not the guy and overrated. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying maybe that, like, he, he played, he definitely played a part in that feud. That because even during that feud, it made me not care about Adam Cole as much. 
So, but it seemed like um, instantly when this CM Punk thing started, it became different. Like, I, at Hangman Page is like rose up to a different level to come well, it, to CM Punk's level. It, it kind of makes it seems like when you look at it, it makes him feel it makes you look at it as oh shit, Hangman's thinking, okay, I could legit lose my title now. Like, this this yeah. might be this might be it for me. I, I gotta make this shit look important because when he looks back on it, it ended right now, it's not it's not a very good resume. Well so here's here's my statement to Hangman Page, if you are listening, is this feud right here will be the determination if you ever win that world champion again, championship again. Yeah. If you can hold, even if you lose this feud, you got to show up and be the world champion because if if you don't rise to the level necessary, you might not see that world championship again. <laughs> so far, so good. So, like I said, I just want to give him his props because like I said, I've been hard on this guy. So, you know, I just just want uh, uh, you know, I got to be fair. Hey, you've heard it. You're going to hear it here first. Omega could potentially come in, screw CM Punk out of the match. What a fucking way for that to go. That'd be fucking so dope. It's a moment. It's probably a big moment in their in their history and for their fan base. And if it happens, you heard it here first. Just saying. Makes or, sense. You know, or whoever wins wins because of the Blackpool Combat Club and joins. No, if that's CM Punk, then that's awesome. Either I, I think if it's either one of them, it's awesome. But obviously, Punk fits the middle. It better be Punk. If it's Hangman, I'm going to be a little disappointed. But could you imagine, though? You think you can make it work? He ain't paid his dues enough. Yeah, okay. Just a thought. So also from AEW, the you know the internet's dream tag team match is gonna happen again. The what? <laughs> Young Bucks versus the Hardys. Oh jeez. They end up making like freaking like <laughs> like somewhere between five and ten matches last night. So they were fucking making matches left and right. For well, I guess they have to though. The pay per views next Sunday. What a horrible build. I do think there'll be some Man, couple, cool, couple might, good matches. I might try to stream it. I know um, one of my favorite lines of the week was it was during, I think I'm pretty sure it was Dynamite, is when uh, Jericho came out there and to confront the BCC who had already been talking in the ring and Jericho. Oh, by the way, <laughs> before I get into the actual line that I was going to go go to, Jericho fucking destroyed this dude on the microphone. Oh, Jericho. he destroyed William Regal. He destroyed John Mo He destroyed the whole group. 
I hope people know that. Like he 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 did it. That dude, I do, I do brought it, son, and I appreciated that because and people Jericho, Chris Jericho doesn't always do it, but when he wants to, boy, he can break you down on that microphone. Yeah, he, he'll bring out your flaws, man, and and it gets a little personal, and it's good shit though. And he'll also throw a fireball in your face because he's a wizard. It's the best fucking line going, okay? <laughs> I hated it the first time I heard it. Now I pop. <laughs> I pop every time he says it now. <laughs> but um <laughs> But that's fucking Jericho. He's he's he's, he's 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 nailing his gimmick right now, man. He's a sports entertainer. He's a, he's on Jim Morrison vibes right now, okay? That dude's something else. But um <laughs> the the thing that made me laugh because he was he basically you know he's talking about double or nothing, you know for the last few years we kind of got extradition at double or nothing, and then he challenged y'all to a stadium. He's about to do a whole <laughs> stadium match, and then Moxley just uh, cuts him. I was like, nah, nah, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> that was great. I watched that. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, that shit made me like, laugh. Like fucking fucking Mox. But I, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> Mox <laughs> is um, he's he, he's definitely not scripted for sure. Nah, he doesn't. He doesn't really need to be. The only time he felt scripted to me was when he did that promo that one time after the match with with Regal and Brian Dings, and I it just it didn't feel authentic. To me. Well, it's, it's because he was basically, yeah, he, he, you could tell, see, Moxley's at his best when he just has to be him. But when he had to tell that promo, he, he was basically cutting the promo for the whole group. Yeah, it's just... It, so, and it's, the, it's not that he can't do that. It's just, it's been a while. You know, hey. back in the Shield days, you know, at the beginning of them in particular, this dude was the mouthpiece. This dude cut the promo. Great. So, Great transition and great segue because I was actually thinking of the same thing. Moxley was really good, but then we're also now we're about to just segue to somebody that's in God mode. His whole bloodline in God mode right now. And oh, they, they, they ain't the twos. No, no, no. They're not the twos. They, they ain't the, the twos. They the ones. And Roman Reigns is hit this this Triple H echelon of in two of the most dominant factions of all time. If you count DX and Evolution for Triple H and Shield and the Bloodline for Roman Reigns. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, he's in that rare breed where he made two, where he was in two legit dominant factions. Because you can't deny booking wise and how it's been presented, the bloodline is the most dominant. Like they got all the undisputed gold right now. They're all undisputed champions. Yeah, like a part of me wanted to bring up Randy Orton, but I can't say that even as good as Legacy was, I don't know if it ever quite hit that level. It didn't last. Call it dominant. Yeah, maybe maybe that too. If if Ted DiBiase Jr. panned out, 
it could have been a different story. So but, basically, this is so you're basically saying that, and I and I I'm, I I love it actually. You know that he is kind of like where Triple H was. And let's not act like we can't forget. Act like that. Let's not forget that Ric Flair was also one of these guys. Yep. Two dominant stables, and so yeah, like I, I hadn't really thought about it that way before, but yeah, like he is that next level. Evo- he is the evolution. Funny enough. Well, like, no, nah, when you look at it, Roman Reigns is the new measuring stick of the business. <clears throat> oh, he's the like, man. Like, yeah, he's the overall. He is the man. Like, he is the guy you want to be the face of your company everywhere. I loved it last night. Where I hate, oh, fucking, dude, but even the first, uh, like, how it ended, even the first segment of the night. When I watched the first the segment flashback. of last night of SmackDown. Boy. I already knew. I already knew. like, man, this is gonna be a good ass episode. Fucking Heyman just killed that shit. Heyman fucking he's basically he's already calling him. He's already calling Roman. He's the goat. Hey, who gonna stop this dude? And they probably about to drive that shit home. This dude's definitely becoming the goat. And. <laughs> and then the hug between oh man the fucking hug the it's hug almost Ro- like when, when Roman hugged the Usos <laughs> that smirk that came on Roman's face and then the look on Jay's face man that there dope man fucking magic that man uh, he's telling a beautiful story and it's like I, I always say this and I bring it up a lot when we talk about Roman, but they they leave it open for Jay to be the one. To dethrone him. They leave it open. You know. But oh man, that that was a great tag match. That was great commentary work between the three. What what a what a team that was, McAfee, Cole, Heyman. Like when I heard Heyman on commentary, it was <laughs> of two thousand one when he was on commentary with Jr. and talking about how great Stone Cold was a part of the alliance, and Jr. just hated that shit. And it was kind of like his. Now he's just rambling on about the Usos and about Roman. It's just. Man, I loved how halfway through the match, Paul Heyman couldn't even talk no more. He was too fucked up. He's too fucked up on the match. Good boy. When when Randy Orton hit that RKO, dude, and and yeah, then Jay was, was able to come in and like stop the pin. This dude, dude, like a minute, he said nothing for like a whole minute. Like a minute later, he puts the headphones down. This dude was uh, fucking Heyman is so good, man. They they told that shit great, and then they ended it. With Roman doing what the smirk meant the whole time, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's a good callback too because it's of all the of all the times that the Usos helped Roman, he helped and him. now and now he will do for family as well. 
But it's it just I still just often wonder if it was Jimmy Uso on the on the top rope instead of Jay. <laughs> would Roman have helped? I would hate to be the Usos if they lost. It's just man, yeah. But it it's funny because once again Roman kept them on the island of relevancy. Yeah, there's there's so much there's so much imagery and like nuances to the whole story. They've built such a complex storyline that oh, yeah. it's like it like it, that every every act and everything that happened last night has it is so it's compounded with like three stories in the one. Yeah. Oh yeah, they definitely kept it wide open for the singles match between Roman and Riddle. And there's this is probably the most complex storytelling too, if we take it that direction that we've had since the evolution. Yep. So like there's yeah, there's a lot of parallels there that I hadn't really thought of too much before. Well it's but just yeah. I've been watching two thousand three yeah. Raw and watching how Triple H manipulates everything. Well oh four right now, but yeah, exactly. The only, yeah, the, one of the biggest differences is is uh is, is, is Roman is is still portrays himself as a straight badass. And Triple H will do that too, but Triple H also get in there and get his ass beat. That don't really happen to Roman Reigns that much. Oh, uh, you know, Triple H but, was. You know, Triple H got that flair to him. That was, that was his thing. Triple H was Ric Flair at that time. So when if we, if we were to go this route, day. if we were to go this route, and being that I know where you are because we're at the same place, which we're technically in 04, is. So. If Roman is Triple H, does that mean does that make Seth his Shawn Michaels? It's a good point because they came up together, best friends, brothers, in the same dominant group that they came up with. Always trying to see who was better. And then if you and same with the storylines too. Anytime evolution, you know, be running doing their thing. But anytime Shawn Michaels got involved, there's just so Triple much H. history there. Yeah, Triple H always had that certain look on his face that's almost the exact same look that Roman has when Seth, Seth comes in. Yeah, I mean, like it's just it's very it's very parallel. And it's almost like you can tell Triple H and Shawn Michaels have been around those two for a long time. Yeah, I, that's a cool thing. I, mean, I haven't I haven't really sat and like thought that through before. So that that's that's cool because there there are. It, it's it, just it, crazy it, how yeah. that that saying history repeats itself. Yeah. And I wonder I, how long this Roman's gonna go, man. Like, so first of all, also want to tell him that all these people got real excited the other day when what it was being reported that everybody was when Roman was facing everybody. Like Uh I didn't fucking spell this out for people three, four weeks ago. 
Riddle, <laughs> Money in the Bank, Orton, oh. SummerSlam. Yeah, they've Drew been McIntyre, <laughs> Clash at the Castle. Like, bro, we, y'all y'all excited, bro. I told y'all this long time we've been, ago. We we've been talking about it, you know. Like it made perfect sense. You just had to get you know, you just gotta get what hell in the cell out the way. You gotta get backlash out the way. So you needed to That's what I was saying. If hell, if he was gonna do anything, you know, got the Shinsuke thing if you wanted to do that. But he doesn't have to fight fight at hell in the cell. This dude just this dude can this dude don't have to defend that title right now. But it does that, make me wonder if we're gonna have a a tag team undisputed tag team title match in the cell. I was thinking that too. It wouldn't be surprised. And Roman's gonna do it again. <laughs> Somehow, yeah, he'll figure out a way. He's gonna have to because that's Randy Orton in a cell. They don't yeah. stand a chance. That's a ninety-nine overall person right there in a cell. He's got a good record, I feel. <laughs> All I gotta do is hide Solo Sokoa under the ring. Debut him like Kane. Dude, rip the door off. Shit. So it's a color come out there. Like, who? Wait, wait what was that? They wear the same thing the Usos are wearing. The Roman and Heyman at the entrance ramp. They send them down. And he come rip the door open. Michael Cole losing his shit. McAfee said losing. He could twin. Shit. He could twin magic. That's it. He just wear what the Usos are wearing. Come in there and fuck up the fuck and, and not take out some uh, riddle and pin him. Nah, they don't think it's one of the Usos. Nah, he's bigger. <laughs> he's too he's much. a little bigger than Jay, but in a pinch, in a roll-up or something, you know, it worked. I nah, man, it's hell in the cell. He can come in there and fuck people up. Either way, I don't know. If, uh, there's different ways they could do it. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they put that in the cell, though, to answer your question. I thought about that, too. But yeah. And <laughs> I don't know why people were tripping about, you know, Bianca having to face Oscar, that this was going to be one of their stadium matches. Uh, nah, I think the triple threat's part of their stadium match. Triple, which triple threat? With Bianca. Bianca, oh, yeah, Oscar, yeah. and Becky. Yeah, that... But... What's Seth? We're gonna need two women to step up now. He's facing Cody in a cell. Oh yeah. The weeds the weeds That's in, probably right? gonna make a I and maybe like, it, it should. If that if the tag titles main event though, that's pretty cool. What's I, Cody's crazy ass gonna do? Well, he's not gonna they're not gonna do it. I don't know, dude. It's it's Cody and Seth. This dude surprised me magic. with some of the shit he was doing in AEW. He's him and Seth are gonna probably do something stupid. <laughs> that you do realize Vince McMahon is probably gonna tell both of them before they walk through that curtain. Don't do nothing stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, Vince. <laughs> I mean it, Seth. <laughs> right, everything's good. He's in good hands. God damn it. <laughs> that son of a bitch does, I swear to God, I'm going to send his ass home. Yo, look. It, Vince is low key, probably had a stressful week. 
Loki. Uh, it sounds like it, yeah. Uh, just that, like media-wise, it's probably been a little stressful. So, it, it wouldn't even it, it wouldn't surprise me if this dude himself asked Triple H if he needed to come back. Can he come back? Shit, Triple H might ask, like, man, Triple H probably like, all right, I gotta get out of this house, bro. Triple H came out at WrestleMania, felt that crowd, and said, uh, uh, all right, yeah, I gotta go back to work. And it, but hey, it's like you said Wednesday. You were saying, hey, I wouldn't be surprised once the Sasha news got out, Triple H had picked up the phone. Oh, yeah, I don't doubt that at all. And now this dude's back full time. I think this dude was on the phone all week. Um, but man, I Triple I H would just, be perfect just to be the the go between. If he could just be like talent relations, I feel like he'd be the perfect him, person for it. Put him in Laurinaitis' spot. I think that would improve a lot of talent relations if we put Triple H right there where John Laurinaitis' title is. I I just think as as far as being able to mediate between the talent and the front office, I don't think it gets much better than Triple H. Nah. But it does... He's helped train half the fuckers there, so... But it does seem like WWE is realizing they do need to change some things backstage. Maybe so. Maybe this was a good thing in the long run for for everything. But I know WWE has got to feel some type of way because, look, they, they can't have big names deciding, hey, we don't like this. I'm out of here. <laughs> like that shit. <laughs> oh, like I, I, I've been picturing this shit all week. Vince McMahon was sitting in gorilla, and that shit came to his. He had to take his headset off, and someone told him Sasha and Elvira walked out the door. <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> they walked. They left. They left the titles. This dude probably got so fucking mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This dude probably turned blue, son. (laughs) So I ain't surprised with the shit that's being said on TV. All right, I'm not. (laughs) This dude's pissed off. Okay, but it's it. That's where I say on both sides, everybody being petty at this point. When we just need to have a sit down, have a conversation, work things out. But it is what it is. I just we're gonna need some more women to step up though, because that's that's two big losses. Loki. They got Definitely. the talent. They got a deep Definitely. talent pool. But you know what? I, maybe WWE's thinking about the future here. They see the the Fenty deal with possibly Bianca. Maybe they see another star there. They just... I'm, I, my heart's broken, man. I'll say this. Um, 
It was another good showing last night for Raquel. That was a good match for Shotzi, too. I thought. Yeah, it was good for Shotzi. I mean, it was. Speak, speaking I of was tag shocked. teams. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of tag teams, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Shotzi and Aaliyah became a tag team. Just throwing that out there for everybody. Um, and then the match, though, yeah, like you said, uh, Shotzi had a good showing. Raquel fucking folded her ass up on that damn Shikona. Um, I, I'm just like, I was really impressed with the casual fans out there being impressed with the match. Yeah, dude, the crowd was, it was a good crowd last night. And where were they? Grand Rapids? Yeah, dude, that crowd was 100% great. And or was that the I crowd just, that was on Raw that I've been watching back in the day? I don't know where the fuck they were at. I just know. That crowd was great, and that was awesome fucking heel heat at the end of that show with Roman and the bloodline. Bro, if you got kids crying in the crowd, you doing something right. Stu's the of all time, man. <laughs> He's the greatest of all time. Um, beyond beyond Raquel, uh Sammy and Shinsuke wasn't a bad match either. Gunta is Gunta I just continues to impress me every week. Yes. And, and what I'm the, the crowd was hot for him too. Yep. The ringing well. Yeah. The ringing right, a motherfucker. The first person to beat me on 2K. Hey, took seven power bombs. That was after I told him, yeah, you the ring ganner that get your ass kicked. Wow. Um, wow. Two. Wow. Three. Wow. Four. Five. Wow. Six. Wow. Seven for the three count. Damn, boy. Well, I didn't know what the hell you was doing there for a minute. <laughs> Seven power one. bombs it took to beat me, but I didn't know what one, two. I didn't understand what was happening. Hey, now you know, son. Hey, you don't know, and now you know. But yeah, so, going uh, the future Intercontinental Champion, folks. Oh yeah, for sure. Then Ricochet coming out to help. So yeah, it, it's it's definitely on the table now. Um, another thing that I I, I loved Happy Corbin's promo. I he was not smiling. I like that, and I also wonder if there was a foreshadowing of no more Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah, maybe. But I'm gonna go with more along the lines of more character development of Happy Corbin. So I think we need the next. Let's change this music. Let's get this thing a little darker again. Yeah, music's a little trash cans. What people better hope is they better hope fucking Happy Corbin doesn't decide to go join Judgment Day. But I don't. Did you think. see the, all the pictures that Edge posted? I heard he posted Benoit. <laughs> I saw that, but I I don't know if that was real. Oh, okay. All right. 
Thank you. I I I I I assumed that if it, that was real, that we would heard a lot more about it. Thought so, but that's how I. But was I, but I don't. Yeah, I, I I saw the ones where you had Paige. Um, Champa, Champa, Corey Corey Graves. I almost said Corey Davidson. Corey Graves. It's basically all the you know all those people that have had neck injuries. I was trying to think. I felt like there was somebody that had a I neck injury. There was injury. one more too. That like that's. <sighs> A lot of people will reports are saying it's still going to be Finn. What? That Finn's going to be the guy to turn to on to join AJ. them. Yeah. Oh, so that, so they're going with that too? After I said that a month ago, bro, they're listening. Okay, everybody's listening. It's the Sweet the Villains podcast. Oh, you know that's that's see what happened today. That was the future. The podcast is telling us, yeah, you're going to have to take commercial breaks and sponsor something, and then. You know, it's they're just preparing us. <laughs> we I don't need, get, to, uh, we need to record little little snippets and be like a, it's a commercial for We the Villains. Hey, but I I'm we'll, we'll pull it. We'll pull a, a a clip from one of some of our greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, like I I do like to point out that WWE. I thought it was fucking hilarious to whatever source that was to SRS that when he asked about, Hey, is Sasha and Naomi really suspended it? Definitely. And they told him to tune into SmackDown and then they just <laughs> flat out. <told> <laughs> and then he just flat out said what was on, uh, on it on SmackDown, which I, I just thought that was just fucking awesome on their part because it was like, no, nah, look, fucker, we're going to beat you to it. <laughs> <laughs> Which all like ah man, I can definitely tell if this is a real situation. This locker room is definitely down fifty fifty. Like it's like split. I feel. Maybe tell by Pat McAfee's uh, <laughs> facial reactions while Cole was doing what he was saying, what he was saying. Yeah, like, but I also want to point out that a lot of people didn't watch his show, and they don't watch his show because when he said the "all right," that was <laughs> he was going to fit that in the show somewhere. That's a jab at Nick Saban because that's what Nick Saban always says. <laughs> but yeah, he did have a good uh facial. Reaction. So, like, but if it's not, if this is a work, then I think it's being done perfectly because it's doing great. But I, if, I think if it is a work, though, what's the end game? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, just, but uh, for yeah, Naomi, it is what back. it is. You know, we already know how this leads for Naomi to come back. She's gonna get back, brought back into the island of relevancy, thanks to. The tribal chief, who once again is going to have to look at Jimmy Uso in his face. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Dude, I I love the the way Roman be telling stories. 
with his facial reactions. Paul Heyman does it too. Oh man, Paul Heyman, he's so good. Um, his look on his face when Paul when when Paul when uh when Roman asked for the mic for the second time. Oh. <laughs> oh this man, like, like, uh oh. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> It's just great. Says that shit. So it, you know, he just says this in such urgency and concerns. Well, my tribal chief. That's just that's just hilarious. I just like also give a good shout out to the shout out. the locker room leader representing for the bloodline out there. Yeah, but he lost. That's why he's an honorary member. <laughs> Good old Sammy, man. Sammy's so good. He really is. I still hey, think there's Sammy, one. man. They're still in yeah. the five. They're slowly, they're leading them together again, slowly. I don't think, um, I. <laughs> Where where is this going? Where, where I wonder where this whole Kevin Owens and Ezekiel storyline is going to head long term. As far as they can go with the comedy stick until it just can't go anymore. Yeah, maybe so. Because <sighs> I don't see no end game unless Elias appears sometime. Like I just yeah. don't. Like, that's the only way. When are they going to Pittsburgh anytime soon? Whenever there's a Raw in Pittsburgh, because that's where Elias and Ezekiel are from. Yeah, KO can say, hey, we're, we're Pittsburgh. I want you to tell your brother to come here. <laughs> and he'll have some fake-ass beard on his face. <laughs> That's not Elias. <laughs> or, yeah, they have some actor. You know, I've heard a lot of people say Sandow <laughs> to play the role. I just want you to know. That's not – that's Damian Sandow. The pop that will happen with the guitar strum, <laughs> like for real, it's gonna be yeah. huge. Like so, I think I look forward to it. They should let on TV the beard slowly start to grow, <laughs> like stubble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then. Kevin Owens needs to power bomb him on the apron. He disappears, and he says the end of Ezekiel. And then Two one weeks night, later, have a little beer. maybe, yeah, maybe by summer, maybe by SummerSlam or another big pay per view. Hello, <laughs> hello, I am Elias. He's gonna lose his shit. <laughs> like Kevin Owens is gonna lose his shit. Okay. <laughs> I saw what you did to my brother. That's not your brother. <laughs> the funny thing would be... Um, hey, that's the only way to see this going, is Elias does eventually come back. It has to be the end game. Fuck with him and do a, do a hologram of Elias on the stage during KO and Ezekiel match. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, dude. 
and everybody's gonna be like, "Yeah, you didn't see Elias? Oh, you're one of those people." <laughs> that was the, that was a hologram. <laughs> Sound like a whole conspiracy theorist, like bro. It's gonna lead right to Sammy. I can't wait for the next like ple. That's when they're gonna meet up again. <laughs> It'll be on the same show, same time. <laughs> Just give me a segment of those three. Ezekiel, Sammy, and KO. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that shit would be funny. Oh, they'll nail it. Sammy and KO defeating the Usos for the tag titles would be interesting. I mean, I, that's a, I, I, they always if they're a tag team, they're always a good one. Because Sammy the ring together is usually magic. Never, never got respected by the bloodline. Wanted to join. Never got his fair shot at the universal title because he got his ass beat, and then the bell rung, and then Roman pinned him basically. <laughs> you know, then they got the KO history with Roman. So what better way for them to finally get their? Re- Oh, I know it's fantasy booking, but it just seems the way KO's, like the way his character has been, he's going crazy. And oh, he's, he's losing it. And then with the Sammy shirt he was wearing, I know he was just showing support, but just feels like eventually they'll be a tag team again. I think um, um so I think we've about covered most of everything that's happened in wrestling. Yeah, because I'm fucking fried. Me too. Holy shit, son. This slur cane. And I gotta piss. So I think I'm about to end this podcast. Me, the for me to get a little song to eat. So yeah, our schedule will change up a little bit, but hey, we'll drop the episodes. And um, we'll get this one out today and hope everybody has a good weekend. What we do today about, let's see, it was like 30 minutes on the first one, right? Are there any games today? Probably. I'm sure the Miami and unless they got a off day in between, which would be terrible. Yeah, that would be terrible. They usually like to try to have, well, no, they might just play both games tomorrow on their Sunday showcase. Since there ain't no football right now. Maybe. But yeah. But hey, it's been a good episode with Sweet the Villains Podcast. Dak, Curve, have a good one. Bees up. That's out.